This is Daisen X, the podcast, episode 224, for the week of July 4th, 2010. Hello, hello, welcome to Daisen X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. That would be Daisen X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Mary, it has been two weeks. Hello, ma'am. Hi. Well, far more than two weeks for me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did an episode with Heath before that, didn't I? Right. Well, welcome back, Mary. Uh, it's good to be Hooray! back. I feel like show. I've been on sabbatical. How's life treating you? Good. I can actually breathe down here because I remember the last time I tried to record with you guys. Oh, that's right. I did it with Mark, not with Heath. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember what's going on. Maybe it's just been even longer than I thought. Anyway, like my, I had a bad reaction. I came down here to the basement where the new setup is and my nose just instantly just clogged up and you were like, you can't be on the show. I mentioned that you were cleaning up the cat litter and just instantaneously unable to speak. Yes, That's right. but now I can speak. Somehow I waddled on by the cat litter box. And... Well, it's because I cleaned it out earlier today, so it's all taken care of. Oh. I, I was totally destroyed for most of the day. So yes, you were. I think you and I have allergic reactions, not just to the cats, but to their feces as well. That's fantastic. Yes. Way to start the show. Yes. So, Mary, thank you. Welcome. Poof jokes. Yay. Uh, my name is Mike, Vegito EX. It is going to be you and I right now. We're coming back off of a vacation Julian is in Japan right now. It would be Tuesday in the middle of the night, early morning for him. Haven't spoken with him in a bit, but he's got a lot of uh, fun stuff coming up in his life. He's got the American-style wedding next month. Yes, it's um exactly one month away. Is it right now? Yes, it is. Wow. All right, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, that's you. That's Julian. That's me. Let's talk about this episode. We got a lot of cool stuff for you. For the topic this week, we are going to talk about Dragon Ball Origins 2 for the Nintendo DS. We're going to give you our initial thoughts. When we did game reviews on the podcast in the past, we kind of did it in a couple different ways. When we started the show, we did almost a post-mortem on the first Sparking game. And then as more games came out, sometimes we would play the game for uh, its first full week and then give our full final review then. Sometimes we would split it up and do initial thoughts and then a final review. And then for a couple games, we did only initial thoughts. Well, now we have that full written review section on the site, which I guarantee final reviews go on. I think what we're going to do with games from now on is do initial thoughts on the podcast yeah. and tease you with that a little bit. It's it's all, you know, sticky website visitors. This marketing is just like, here. I was going to say, it's our marketing, I don't want to say backgrounds, but that's kind of where we've found ourselves in our careers. Yeah. Somewhat right. tangentially. Uh, yeah, it's the marketing aspect of us being like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like we're drug dealers. We'll give you a taste Absolutely. of it here on the podcast. First hit's free. First hit's free. You got to read if you want to see the full deal. That's right. You got to read words. Oh, God. God, no, we'll not Mike's writing style. Full written review on the website later on, hopefully within the next week. As I was saying on Twitter today, I got to finish this up because Dragon Quest Nine's on the 11th. Yes, got to plan accordingly. Righto. And Mary, you have something to say about games this time. I do, although because of my concise nature, I wouldn't get your hopes too <laughs> right, much right. up about me going into great detail. I know, I know. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right, so that's going to be the topic. Let's do the housekeeping and uh, stuffage. Stuffage. Like I said, lots of new reviews <laughs> coming soon. What? Stuffage, stuffage? <laughs> I feel like they're both one and the same, but go on. <laughs> they are. Uh, lots of new reviews coming soon, assuming I get them all done. Obviously, the Origins 2 review. And uh, I did put up that Dragon Hero figure review, the Super Vegito. I do have the Freezes Force figures review that is coming. I did all my pictures, kind of my general outline. I just got to plow through, do the full text on that. Uh, 
podcast schedule stuff. This is the real wonky housekeeping stuff. I'm planning on having a manga review of awesomeness this month. Jeff's been on publication deadline for Otakon, which is one reason that we've barely seen him. In fact, right. we just He's had dinner the... with him a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. And he stayed for like two hours or three hours, but it was good to see him. I know, poor But Jeff. yeah, he's the publications director, so he does the program guide and the pocket guide, and the deadline's like now, so right. he's quite got his hands full. Been a busy guy. I do have Herms's notes for the next volume, so that kind of research is done. So I, I wanted to save this for uh, next manga review, but I might as well toss it in here now since I mentioned it. Last time we did a manga review, I totally forgot to ask Herms for any notes. And yeah. he didn't just send them to me. No one called us on it that we didn't have that section of the manga review. Oh, no. No one said it on the forum thread. No one sent an email. So I don't know. Folks, do you, do you like that section? Do you want to hear more of it? Let us know. But I've got some good stuff. And it's definitely going to continue to change as we head into the boo arc of the manga. Yes. People are gone. More sent. Yeah. So there you go with that. Uh, speaking of Otakon, I don't think we've had a chance to announce it on the podcast yet. Forgive me if we have, but I don't think so. Mary, you, myself, and Heath Hujio from Konzentai, we will be debuting 10 Things You Didn't Know About Dragon Ball for a panel at Otakon 2010. Yay! It's been two years since our last Dragon Ball panel, I think, or maybe, maybe three. Maybe three. I'm not entirely sure. When we did the DVZ, you've never seen. Right. Time flies when you get old. But yes. <laughs> this will be neat. I mean, for our fans out there who listen to this show i'm sure you'll know some of these you will but i think we're going to put a really neat twist on some of them and some of it has been for example conversations on the forum and it's been the thing that we've wanted to do maybe a tidbit or a feature on just haven't gotten around to this gives us an excuse and a reason to really collect some of this information and present it to you and we're going to have some fun bits in there as well things that i know i've wanted to do for a while kind of a combination of all the different things that we do obviously we don't know the day or the time or anything like that yet since they're still finalizing their schedule all those good details right mary people always ask what is otakon where is it so <laughs> give our listeners a very 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 succinct rundown of what this thing is otakon anime convention baltimore summertime several years and counting go to it good times wow that was more succinct than i was hoping for right well <laughs> complete with incomplete sentences <laughs> right right good job all right so that is all the housekeeping and the stuffage so let's talk about some news Mary, I'm going to get all the uninteresting Dragon Ball video game stuff out of the way first. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. So Raging Blast 2, coming out later this year. Talos, Janemba, and Dabra confirmed as playable characters for Raging Blast 2. Very exciting, right? All three have appeared in previous games. Mary's yawning. We talk about video <laughs> Look games. at this picture. Oh, oh my god, god Talos. Uh, yawn. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I do like him. He's, he's a cool character. He's evil Goku. I gotta tell scouter. you, Janemba... Whether or not you think he's interesting, gameplay videos that we've seen, when he does his teleporting around, because we're on the type of hardware we are, Janemba does the kind of puzzle piece fading away thing. Oh, good. So that, we're finally getting like really, really detailed to their interpretations and portrayals. Excellent. So, so the website Cyan Island uh, got a quick interview with a Namco Bandai rep at E3. This guy revealed that the game will have six characters that have never appeared in a Dragon Ball video game before. I find that hard to believe. Oh, absolutely. Now, when I update with this, I said, ah, we've heard this in the past. Back when Taiketsu came out on the Game Boy Advance, Atari at the time 
time said the first game to ever feature Broly as a playable character. We have this in our rumor guide. Like, well, that's half true. The first American game to feature Broly as a playable character. But this guy was name dropping things like the Super Nintendo. Obviously, it would have been the Super Famicom. But he seemed to really heavily imply that no, for reals, guys, never in a game. I don't get it. Who's left? They've scraped the bottom of the barrel in previous games. We have a pool, Frieza Soldier A. I mean, really, we've even got more made up characters. There's been Ozoto and uh, Soba in Sagas, even. That's an American made game. Who is left? Who uh, is Mega May going to be a playable character? I mean, what is left at this point? Can you even come up with anyone that would be worth including? Marin. All right, that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> Bra. I'm, I'm just thinking like GT now. Well, Bra would be more of a fighter than Marin would be, I'm sure. Well, which Marin? Both. <laughs> <laughs> more bang for your buck. All right, well, there's three. Bang for your buck right there. There's <laughs> hey, three hey, characters. Hey. All right, moving on. Uh, Raging Blast 2, it's release online listings, specifically Amazon, are putting the game out in America on November 2nd, $59.99 as expected. That makes sense. I believe the first Raging Blast came out. I mean, these games come out on a yearly schedule. It's just how it works. Tenka Ichi Tag Team, which is tag versus over in Japan. That's coming out on September 30th in Japan for 5,229 yen, which is the standard kind of DSPSB handheld price. October 19th in the US for at 39.99. Again, our standard. Hey, that's our wedding PSP anniversary. Price. Yes, it is. All right. Celebrating wedding anniversary with a new PSP game. Oh joy. <laughs> and over in the UK that's so on October 29th. So we're getting pretty near simultaneous releases. I mean, between Japan and the UK, Close you get a month, but yeah, that is pretty close. Going back to Raging Blast 2, I mean, there's no Japanese release date for that yet, but if you go by Tag Versus, within a couple weeks, Raging Blast 2 probably come out a couple weeks earlier in Japan. So that's your video game stuff, Mary. You take it away here. All right, I guess I'm bringing on the J-pop news. We got uh, the Kokoro no Hane CD single cover art that just came out. I guess it was this week. I don't know, because we've been on vacation. I don't know when anything <laughs> happened. two weeks ago. I don't remember. So this is the second ending theme to uh, Dragon Ball Kai by AKB48, which was... Actually, at Anime Expo. Were they really? Yeah, they were. They appeared there. I haven't been following up on any of the news, but I remember seeing that and right. thinking, oh, I wonder if they did, you know, the Dragon Ball Kai song. Well, it would have to be Team Dragons. Remember, these are the seven select oh, members. Right, right. From the girlies. So this is the offshoot. That's uh, who did this version of the of the theme song. Now, Mary, there, theme song. there are 11 different versions of this CD single. We talked about this with Julian before. Oh, yeah. I'm still in disbelief over that. But according to this update here, it looks like nine of the versions are going to have identical cover art. And then there's a regular edition, which is a snappy picture of Cell, Goku, and Gohan. And then there's the Miracle Battle Card version, which is a shot from, the, I think it's from the song itself in the anime. Yeah, I don't I mean, know, that, that pose looks yeah, familiar. Yeah. And all these come out on July 21st, just a couple weeks away. Yeah, the two that I have on order, I believe, are the Team Dragon Limited Edition and then whoever the leader is of the group. So unfortunately, I get stuck with two cover arts of this shitty All Seven Girls. I wouldn't even get Dragon Ball cover art. Yeah, you don't feel there. creepy at all. Not at all. Maybe we could print out a different cover and just put it in there. <laughs> I might do that for one <laughs> just of the Just so two. that I don't have to look at it. For the Team Dragon version, maybe I'll print out Dragon Ball cover art for the creepy girl one. Uh, Mary, continue. You're going to take this next one here. It's pretty simple. Okay, but. this is cool stuff. I love books. This is uh, some updates about the Japanese guidebooks that are coming out soon. We finally have some cover art for the first TV anime ultimate 
Guide Dragon Ball Extreme Battle Collection Book. Wow, it's a really generic one. name. I know, isn't it? At least it's going to be exciting so... Guide is, like, fun and upbeat and short. This is just long and generic. Right. In any event, this came out just this past week on July 2nd for 700 yen. It's 96 pages, B6-sized, which is the same as Perfect File and the Super Exciting Guidebooks. And a round two volume has been announced for next month, August 4th, which will cover the sell through boo story arcs so we love books what i find really interesting about this is that there's no kai branding you'll notice on the cover art it's dragon ball and dragon ball z no gt no gt so it'll be interesting to see whatever the heck this turns out to be especially because it seems like they're doing guidebooks every couple years now yeah yeah i wonder if there'll be around three that will cover gt we'll see because this is the gt and kai maybe well kind of like that art book that came out recently where yeah yeah it did have all four but if it's a guidebook i mean anything that you can make a guide for kai would be a guide for z so that would just be redundant. Unless it was know. just an episode list or... That's true. I don't know. That'd be interesting. We can only speculate at this point. Right. It's out. Uh, mine is on order. I got two copies coming in. One for us, one to give away on the show. But I have that combined with my uh, Kokoro no Hane CD single. So that'll come at the very end of the month. We'll give you our initial thoughts on the book and some... I'm sure Herms will do some translation stuff later on. Julian can take a look at all that good stuff. Let's talk about Kai right now. Because we always is, must talk about Kai. There's always Kai news. There is. There is. I mean, it's the big shit in Japan. And even if we don't care and watch the show, there's some interesting stuff. And we need to dispel myths. I mean, the rumor guide is one of my favorite things on the site. I think as Kai completes, I'm going to add a section about Kai will have X number of episodes as the entry. And all the different things that led to those numbers and how they were dispelled. All right. First thing we need to talk about is the misconception right now. Just as I was saying. The episode number, the, the count, the cap for the series. Now, when it was first announced, rumors out of the Japanese message boards pegged it at 100 episodes. There's never anything official about that whatsoever. Happy Net, who covers or handles the home release, their first DVD and Blu-ray schedule release thing went up through about 50 episodes. But this was just an in-progress number and never really intended to be final. This is when you had the rumors of, oh, Kai's only going to go through the Frieza arc and then it's over. And people are kind of tying in things like, any promotional art we've ever seen only shows Frieza and never sell or anything. So, I mean, there's kind of some weight there, but it was just an in-progress number. A later increase, actually, this past February, put it at around 99 episodes. They were planning 33 DVDs and then the, the first Blu-ray volume and then the eight boxes. Now, HappyNet has updated this week with the planned 98 episodes. You can't fit all of Kai in there. HappyNet is breaking the series down into story arcs for kind of marketing, production, and retail purposes. Episodes 55 through 98 will be considered the Jinzo Ningen and the Cell Story arc, which leaves episodes 99 onward to cover the Majin Buu arc. Now, if it's only going to be 100 episodes, it's only going to be 99 episodes. The Buu arc cannot be covered in one or two episodes. Obviously, Kai is going to go beyond that. We've done a lot of math on the forum. I think Heath is projecting it between 140 and 150 to include all of Buu. That sounds about right. So, folks, if you're on message, and Funimation is guilty of this as well. They're saying it's going to be 99 episode series if you see this misinformation these misconceptions out there 
point him to the right information. Kai is not ending at 98, 99, 100 episodes. They're just kind of figuring it out as they go. I mean, they can't project where it's going to go because they're editing the series as they go. They probably have a rough idea of how they're going to handle some things and cut what things out. But obviously, they haven't known for sure until they get to that point in the series. So Kai, 98 episodes and beyond. I'm going to take you over to a little bit of video game news just for a little bit here, Mary. We told you last episode how Namco Bandai has announced that they will be releasing a game for the Nintendo 3DS. If not at launch, well, shortly thereafter. They put out a list of all the franchises they're working on. They said, yeah, we're doing a Gundam game. We're doing a Dragon Ball game. There's no title for it yet, though it may be connected with the upcoming remake of Saiyajin Zetsumetsu Keikaku. We talked about that last episode as well. Now, Play.com, who's an online retailer, primarily for the UK, is updated with a listing for a Dragon Ball game on the 3DS with a release date of November 19th. I thought the 3DS wasn't coming out until next year. Uh, Nintendo went back on what Reggie said. They're being very coy, as I say, about when it's coming out. They're not committing to anything. The only thing they've confirmed is before the end of the fiscal year. Okay. Which is anytime between now no, and next kind of July. March. Oh, March. Okay. Yeah, March for them. We know nothing. So, uh, retailer listings can change. This could just be a placeholder. But it's something, and it does fit in with what the release date may be. So take it with a grain of salt, but it's the first hint we've seen of it. Uh, Mary, why don't you take the next one here? This is fun. Win cool stuff. Not from us. So if you guys out there are interested in Comic-Con, have plans to go to Comic-Con, well, maybe this will pique your interest. If you don't have plans, you might. Oh, yes. So Goku's Corner, which is the official fan community of uh, Dragon Ball games for Namco Bandai, is running a contest right now where the winner, gets a trip to Comic-Con with a flight and hotel paid for. Nice. Uh, $300 in spending cash, a video camera, etc. And they get to interview Ryo Mito, producer of all the recent Dragon Ball video games. So you gotta be 18 or older to enter, and according to your notes, you've apparently entered. I entered. <laughs> I don't know, they've provided, we did that giveaway of, um, was it Raging Blast and some other stuff, I can't remember what game it was, I feel terrible. So I don't know, like, am I ineligible because I've participated with them before on some kind of level? But I entered anyway, I would love to go. I actually don't know that we can go. Because I believe it's later this month. I think the contest deadline's in a couple days. Hmm. I don't think... I think it's the week before Otakon. I don't know that we could swing that, but if they're going to pay for me, then I'll go. Okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, last bit here. This is one of those fun little human interest cruff stories that you would see on the news. It's not really related to Dragon Ball, but it kind of is. So the iTunes store was seemingly hacked this past week, including tons of user accounts being compromised. A lot of apps in the book area by seller Thuat Nguyen, Nguyen, I'm terrible at these pronunciations, were all over the top 100 list, many of which had DBZ art for no real reason. And I'm looking at this screenshot, I see two or three for Hani Dongo. Do you as well? Yeah. Ah, I didn't even notice those. Which ones? Um, Looks like number 10 and number 19. Yeah. That's... Oh, yeah, 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 I see it right there. And then the one next to Vegeta on the bottom. Ah, very interesting. Now, of course- I Oh, and number eight. I didn't buy any of these, so I don't know what they really are. Uh, I saw some reports that they're just pirated manga, all that kind of good stuff. What's interesting, not that they got this high just for being pirated manga, but user accounts were compromised. So if you use iTunes at all, check your account, make make sure things weren't purchased without your consent, check your receipts and all that good stuff. Make sure you didn't buy any uh, illegal Dragon Ball manga. Mary? Mike? Let's talk Vigigames. Okay. 
Dragon Ball DS2, Tatsugeki Red Ribbon Gun, or Charge Red Ribbon Army, is released in Japan on February 11th this year. We are just getting it here in the US now on June 22nd. It's a sequel to the first game from 2008, which Atari released stateside as Dragon Ball Origins. We gave our initial thoughts on the first game back then, that was on episode 151 of the podcast. I never completed the game. It got very, very boring very, very fast, and I, along with a lot of people, had issues with the touch-only controls for attacking. Now, all the trailers, all the information leading up to the sequel, supposed to address a lot of these control issues with both touch and button-based control schemes. And Mary, you actually played this one for a little bit too, so I'm interested in hearing what you have to say, but before we get to that... I want to note this. Sure, it came out in February. That was a while ago, but not all that long ago. Amazon Japan has it marked down to 1,800 yen at this point. So that might tell you a little bit about how the Japanese public is receiving this game. They're marking it down from about 53 bucks to about 18 bucks. Wowza. So Mary, let's start with the presentation of this game. I thought it was pretty cute and pretty fun. Do you think it's using the system's capabilities well? Does it look good? Does it perform well? What do you think? I mean, I don't play enough DS games to really compare it to much of anything okay. that pushes the boundaries. I play a lot of like 2D kind of things. Yeah, but the yeah. fact that this has a 3D kind of imagery looks pretty good. Um, I almost think it's too cutesy looking. But really? I was going to say, we get that a lot on DS games where they kind of SD things down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Bigger heads. I mean, that works for Dragon Ball. But I feel like everyone's still mostly comparatively sized well, I guess. I don't know really how to describe it. So I, it performs really well, I thought. I really didn't have frame rate issues or anything like that. It seemed really smooth. I mean, Is that an issue with DS games? It frame rates? Mm. Yeah, it can be. Seemed like it was running pretty well. Did you listen to the audio? At no, all? we were in the airport when oh, I was playing right. it, so I wanted to be considerate and not have the audio on. But what did it sound like? Uh, I can't say I've actually really listened to it all that much. Okay. It sounds like portable Dragon Ball music. I'm not all that far in the game myself, so I feel like I don't have a whole lot to say about that kind of stuff. I can't really talk about it, but it sounds okay. These are just our initial thoughts. I do want to talk about the control and the gameplay more than anything else. Big thing was the new control that allowed you to use buttons to attack. In the first game, you could use the D-pad to move, if I remember correctly, but all attacking was stylus only. And that's just not all that comfortable, you know? You could move with the stylus, but you could also move the D-pad. I want to move with the D-pad and attack with the buttons. It just seems like forced stylus controls. Well, this one addresses that. Mary, you used, I saw you select a combination of both that you could use either. Yes. And you seem to be switching back and forth. Yeah, I used the stylus for navigating and then sometimes fighting. Mm-hmm. I would flip-flop between buttons and stylus for attacking mainly because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Did um, you care? Did you No, I don't. I don't have a other? preference, although I'm sure if I played it for a long time, I'd probably stick to buttons. Okay, why is that? Just... Just for comfort. Easier comfort. Okay. I use button-based only. When you choose your control scheme, you can do buttons only, stylus only, or both. I'm not quite sure why there's even a selection. I feel like you should just be able to... I like the fact that I was happy when I chose both, just because like, I was new to this game. Mm-hmm. I hadn't played Origins, the first one. Right, right. So... I feel I... like both should be the only thing, though. Like, you should always be able oh, to... Oh, okay. I don't know, whatever. Tell me a little bit about 
how you were attacking the enemies and how it felt. I'm pretty sure you only played through the first level. even. No, you, two, I think. You didn't play for that long. and they were, Right. The first was mostly tutorial, and the second was kind of like half tutorial and then a boss fight. Well, honestly, it's the controls that killed it for me. It was kind of boring. I didn't like the fact that you just kind of mindlessly hack at enemies that appear on the screen, and my tolerance for learning new control schemes is very low. That's a, that's a personal fault. It might not necessarily... you've mentioned that before. Right. Right. But I think they are throwing a lot at you at once. They give you so many things you can do. It's and you true. I couldn't retain a lot of yet. that. It's like, I need to do what, what, what to do the Kamehameha. Yep, yep. I need to do what to dodge. And I don't know. I'm just getting old and I can't retain new direction very well. Particularly ridiculous with the button controls where it focused on stylus only and then kind of as an aside, it said, oh, by the way, if you're using the buttons, this is how you do it. Some things are like double tap the R button and then press Y. I'm not going to be able to pull that off just in the middle of what I'm doing and remember how to do it. The controls seemed more intuitive with the stylus, but they also seemed more haphazard with the stylus. Like, I couldn't guarantee that I was going to do light, light, hard when I was using the stylus versus the buttons. That's why I wanted to use the buttons. I felt like, overall, it, it controlled well. It felt very tight. I felt like if I was going to press YYX, then it was going to do what I told it to do. Did you feel different? You said it was just boring. Yeah, though. I wasn't paying that much attention because when I'm fighting three wolves at once, it's like I'm just mindlessly tapping everywhere on the screen and pressing buttons and I don't feel like I'm really putting any thought into anything. Is that a fault with gaming as a whole, almost, where you're always introduced with a tutorial and you're always given the wolves or the worms or something really, really simple to start with? What is going to engage you from the start with a game like this? Obviously, fighting some wolves and learning how to play isn't, so what is it going to take for I don't you? know. I mean, clearly, proper... Focus group right here, Mary. No, I mean... You're game, our test subject. Game design isn't something that doesn't seem like this game had a lot of thought put into like the game design or or training. It was just, you know, the most basic rudimentary, you know, let's just put in the bare minimum and hope it sticks kind of thing. I think better games do a, a much better job of kind of seamlessly tying it into the actual gameplay experience. Yeah, I and Zelda's the classic example of this, where you're slowly given new things and new ways to attack. This was, all right, you're Goku and you have your fists. Here's the light. Here's the hard. Here's the combo. Here's the super attack. Here's everything that you can do with your fists all at once. Mm -hmm. Go. And then you get Nyoibo and it's, here's everything to do with Nyoibo. Go. And it's really difficult to remember all of those things and pull them off effectively. And you ended up skipping some of it. And I remember you got to a point where there was kind of rubble on the ground. And what you had to do was slam Nyoibo and break down. But because you were just fed up with this tutorial stuff and how many things it was giving you, you had no idea what to do. So I had to say, oh, well, what you do here is I think you hold R and press A or something like that. And mm -hmm. That's how you break through. If your user is skipping through the tutorial stuff, they're not going to learn how to play. They're going to get well, frustrated. And you, you have I wouldn't that. say I'm the average user though right because i have no real vested interest in actually playing this through to the end that's true this is just all right mike's playing it for review i'm maybe going to talk about it on the show maybe i'll give it a chance you had no real reason to play it and you said i no, know how I'm i feel about dragon ball video games oh, yeah, nowadays yeah. i mean unless they're going to do something to truly break the mold i don't give a crap yeah you you, you gave up i guess and after two i feel months. like games like i mean maybe i'll say this for initial thoughts well we're in that part okay. right now so go ahead I guess 
I feel like these games don't at all resemble Dragon Ball. I mean, you're just kind of going through the motions, but beating up stuff in the forest. All right, hold on. You played Legacy of Goku 2 to completion, which you battle Triceratops in. Right, and I think that was my only time playing a game like that, and I would never play a game like that ever again, and I'm the first to admit, in retrospect, yeah, it was probably a real crappy game. Oh, people, I like Legacy of Goku too. That was, I, I think that was actually better designed than this because it did delve things out to you slower and more appropriately. Yeah, I think the pacing's probably better. But yeah, I mean, most of it is just going through the desert and beating up dinosaurs and bears with guns. And I feel like because we've seen that so many times since Legacy of Goku, mm-hmm. it just seems like And well not- before that and well after. Yeah. I just want to see something different that's... Again, not a fighting game and not mm-hmm. not a wandering and what do you call a game like this? I just call it like wandering and beat stuff up game, it's but it's not, not a beat em up. Yeah, it's not a beat em up. It's not quite a Zelda game. It's kind of a. Uh, it's like a lazy man Zelda game. Yeah, in between. That's how I described it. Uh, with the first game, it's in between those things where it is a hack and slash beat em up along the way, but you do have some move this block here and open up this exit over here. Yeah, I guess I don't know what it is that I'm looking for, but it's not this. I just want something different from what it's come out so far because okay. I'm just so sick of the same formula over and over again. Well, speaking of same formula, almost same story, something I mentioned to you was this game basically follows the exact same story arc as the Wii game, which came out a year ago. Right, and I didn't like that one either. And that one was trying to be different. Yeah, it was kind of platformy. That was a little more platformy than this, yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it was just a shoddy production overall that it it really hinders the enjoyment of it. You didn't have fun with this. No. And you're not reviewing it, so you're not going to play it to completion. I've got two hours into the game right now. I think I'm up to Bion, and I'm having a lot of trouble with figuring out what it is you need to do. Zelda games are, I hate to do the Zelda comparisons, but they don't show you the weakness, but they kind of do show you the weakness of the enemies. They guide you well enough and they give you the information you need. I didn't get that when I'm fighting some of the things in this game. Uh, You may have seen on Twitter the last uh, few days that I was fighting Murasaki and what he was doing was hiding under rocks and the first couple times you know it doesn't really do anything you just hit it until you find him but then he says oh all right if you just guess indiscriminately it's gonna hurt you and sure enough if you hit the wrong rock it kind of blows up and you get hit you take damage I could not figure out what was going on I'm looking around like are any of the rocks kind of wiggling a little bit you have the two screens so you can see a decent area is he jumping between them am I gonna see one of them glisten or something it turns out that the rock he was under was slightly smaller and more round than the other rocks I never saw that in all the time so, I was playing I can't it. tell if that's just a, an example of a video game with poor feedback or you're just not paying enough attention it could I, be either way I've had issues with that before if you you go over and read on VG Convos, I've talked about this with FPS games in particular. I had a notorious incident in, in Halo, the first Halo, when I went back and tried to play that. There was a door right in the open. I could not figure out where that door was to move on in the level. It was right there. I just never saw it. I noticed you did that kind of thing a lot playing Uncharted 2. And you'd yeah. be like, where is it? I'm like, oh, it's right over there. Yeah, you notice that with me all the time. So part of that definitely is me. I, I don't know if I'm just not observant enough or I'm too busy, too busy observing to see the obvious things but I, I have had some issues like that as i'm playing i'm having a little more fun than you are but i've also said all right i'm reading the book i got some other games oh 
I'm going to play Origins 2 for review. It's more than any other game, I think. It's feeling like a chore, and that's not a good sign for the rest of the game. And knowing that I didn't play the first game to completion, it's kind of like... But what about the fact that this one improved on some of the issues of the first one? Does that not make a difference at all? That's saving it a little bit. The fact that I can use the buttons is helping a lot. Is it just that the the story and the actions are tedious and not interesting? I love the Dragon Ball story. That's fine. And I found as time goes on that I do actually like the Red Ribbon stuff more than I thought I have. So I'm like, okay, that's fun to revisit it. But I did just play a Red Ribbon game a year ago and the game just isn't amazing. And that's killing me where I have so many other amazing games I can be playing right now. Most of them not Dragon Ball. Dragon Quest IX is out in a week. It's Toriyama. I, I feel like I have to cram this one out. I, I got to just get it done. And that's... So you're not really playing under the right circumstances. I don't know. If you were less pressured, would you let it fester more? You, you hear this a lot where people criticize game reviewers. Not that I'm saying, um, you know, Mr. Hotshot so-and-so for EGM or whatever. But yeah, people criticize game reviewers for, are you not playing like a normal person would... You know, we have to spend the money on the games and we get we I only buy one game. I play that one game for three months and I'm not doing that with this game. I will admit that up front that I got a review copy and I'm playing it for review and I don't have the $30 vested interest in the game. But I also feel like, well, I did get it for review. I have to give it my full attention. I feel like if I paid for this, I would be upset, but I probably would have dropped it by now. Well, you still got time to do a, wit- a written review, so... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe your thoughts I'm not saying change. that July 11th comes and I'm done playing right, right, anything right. else and I'm playing. Well, my but... gut instinct, my gut reaction to the game is that I won't be picking it up, but I'm just generally burnt out on Dragon Ball games. It's tough overall. We get three a year it's like, at this point. Oh, I need to see something different. Like I said, I mean, I'd play a Dragon Ball go kart game at this point just because it's different. Yeah, I need to see a different genre. We've been saying this since the podcast started. I think, to be honest, I'm more excited at the prospect of Dragon Ball Online and just because it's different. Yeah, it's so true. We need something different. Sorry, I'm a broken record. So those are our very, very negative initial thoughts on Origins Two. I'm only in, I guess you'd call it World Two, and there seems to be eight. So part of me is like, all right, there's a lot of a lot of time for this to yeah, could, get better. So maybe some different mechanics will be introduced. I know there's going to be... I just got to play as Hachan for a little bit. And he does play differently than Goku. And that was interesting. And I know there's going to be other characters. I saw Arale is going to be there later on. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm obviously looking forward to Tao Pai Pai because I love him. That'll be fun times. Origins 2, it's got to do a lot more to impress me. And I'm really hoping it will. Maybe my tune will totally change when I do the final review. But, but I got you'll mention it. I guess you'll mention it on the show when the written review is available. Totally. So you can see the final thoughts. There you go. So we're done with our initial thoughts on Dragon Ball DS2 Origins 2. Let's do releases. Since we skipped last week to do show, we'll give you all of July's releases going back a week. July 2nd, TV version anime comics Dragon Ball Z Majin Buu Gikito Hen or Battle Arc, Volume 6. Of this series of the Animanga, it is indeed the final volume of the DBZ Animanga. Whoa. From Shueisha, 730 yen. CD Japan's got it at 695 yen. It's done. We have no idea if they're going to do a GT one, go back and do a Dragon Ball one, re-release the whole thing under the Kai moniker. Who knows? Also that day, the TV anime Ultimate Guide Dragon Ball Extreme Battle Collection Round 1 Boyhood Arc through Frieza Arc 
That is the first of the new guidebooks from Shueisha. 700 yen, nice and cheap. 667 on CD Japan. Mary, it looks like tomorrow, as of our recording, tomorrow Tuesday. Yes, on the 6th, we've got Viz Kids Chapter Book Volume 9 from Viz. It's 80 pages, and the name of the book is called Is This the End? It's only $4.99 MSRP, and um, looks like you can't get much better on Amazon. Same price. Right, over the next day, July 7th, Wednesday, over in France, they have Dragon Ball Box Set 2. Covers episodes 69 through 153, so the end of the series. French and Japanese with French subtitles. 149 and 90 euros. You can get all the info on manga-news.com. Uh, Mary, back over here in the U.S. Okay, it's another Viz product coming out on Tuesday the 20th. It's Viz Big Dragon Ball Z Volume 8. This covers the original Japanese graphic novels 38 through 40, or going by the Viz version, it would have been 22 through 24. MSRP is about 18 bucks when you could pre-order it on Amazon for $12.14. Yeah, Amazons get really good prices on the Viz Bigs. Don't buy those in stores. Get them online. You always have them for about 12 bucks. Yeah. All right, the next day in France, they're getting Volume 9 of the Dragon Ball Kanzen Ban. 10.55 euros from Glenat, although Amazon France has it for 10.02. And then, as we've mentioned, the Kokoro no Hane CD single it is the Dragon Ball Kai ending theme number two, performed by Team Dragon, which are the select elite members of AKB48. Prices for the CDs are 12.60 and 1600 yen, coming in 11 different versions. I'm gonna do this for the one time that we're doing oh, the releases. Oh, I'm gonna list oh, them all. Good God, okay. We've got the regular edition. That's the one that's 1260. I believe the rest are all 1,600 yen. We've got the Team Dragon version, regular edition. Team Dragon version, limited edition. Minami Takahashi version with DVD, limited edition. Haruba Kojima version with DVD, limited edition. Yuko Oshima version with DVD, limited edition. Tomomi Itano version with DVD, limited edition. Asako Maeda version with DVD, limited edition. Yuki Kashiwagi version with DVD, limited edition. Mayu Watanaba version. I believe it is Watanaba, not Watanabe. Hmm. With DVD, limited edition. And then finally, the original Miracle Card Battle version with a DVD, limited edition. Ah, my brains. I will no longer list all 11 versions as we move forward in the month. Uh, we're still in July here, Mary. Why don't you Yeah, go? pretty busy month right here in the middle of the year. Got Dragon Ball Kai DVD single disc volume 15 coming out in Japan. It's Kai episodes 43 through 45. This is the one with 16 by 9 cropped standard definition. MSRP is 2,940 yen. You can pre-order it on CD Japan for 2,800 yen or Amazon Japan for 2,167 yen. 76. 76? 76. Also, we got volume 16 of the very same, covering episodes 46 through 48. Same prices. All that good stuff. And then finally for the month, July 27th, over here in the U.S. that Tuesday, Dragon Ball Season 5 from Funimation. This is the last of the Blue Bricks, covering episodes 123 through 153. MSRP is $49.98. Amazon's price is down a little bit to $41.49. They dropped a couple bucks. Right stuff, thirty-seven forty-nine, and with the releases done. Although, I mean, August is going to be a full month too. We'll get to it though. Uh, let's do some emails. 
Mary, this is, uh, it's Dragon Ball related. You wouldn't believe it. It's about AMVs and a non-Dragon Ball AMV, but very few people have called me on this. Okay. So this email comes from Goten, and Goten writes, I was watching a music video created by Mike with the song Teenagers using Death Note, but in the middle, I screamed, Kenji Yamamoto, Takashi Ike, Mary, control him. Why didn't you heal Kageyama then? Why leave him to be alone? So the deal here... A few years back, I made, like Goten says, an uh, anime music video using Death Note to Teenagers by My Chemical Romance. In the middle of the video, I, where it goes clunk, 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 kind of breaks down the song a little bit. I wanted the visual of a person in their name to come on screen and kind of hit and then drop off screen, kind of in time with the music. Mm-hmm. I was going, oh, how am I going to come up with so many names? I thought about for a while doing the names of friends, but that was going to be a little weird. So I didn't want to do that. So I figured, all right, why not kill off the entire production cast of Dragon Oh, Ball? yeah, that's not weird either. No. <laughs> but I figured, all right, I'm using a Japanese show. At least those would be Japanese names. The weird thing is the, the first segment where Lights is writing and it's the, the red grain filter that you helped me do on that. Mm-hmm. The, most of those are just made up names. I think we did that one first and we ran out of names to make up. So then we killed off the cast of well, not the cast but the production crew of Dragon Ball I don't think I killed Toriyama but yeah I killed Kenji Yamamoto and Takashi Ike and a bunch of other folks so <laughs> I'm sorry about it's that it's terrible very few people have called me on that a couple have and it's just one of those little like easter egg things that I've done it was Dragon Ball related. So, Mary, I'm going to read you this email here from Takeru. Okay. It says, I was at my mother's house one day and was watching an episode of Dragon Ball on local TV and something kind of hit me. I believe he's from South Africa. I don't remember. I cut that off. I'm really sorry. It was the episode where Bulma, Kudadin, and Son Goku find the entrance to the old pirate base where General Blue follows them, too. Sorry, I can't remember the episode number. I was just concentrating on the animation for this specific episode, the look of the sea creatures and whatnot, and I thought, why are they re-enhancing Dragon Ball Z when they could do that with Dragon Ball. I mean, why wasn't Dragon Ball Kai actually a slightly better Dragon Ball? I'm not sure if you guys can answer this, but maybe you can give me some reasons as why they didn't try to Kaiify Dragon Ball instead of DBZ. There's one really simple answer for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, DBZ is more popular internationally. Even before that, it's the 20th anniversary of DBZ. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that, that's the easiest answer, but yeah, as much as we love the original Dragon Ball, yeah, DBZ is more internationally known, I, I I guess. I mean, you su- associate the Super Saiyan characters with DBZ. That's it, right? I like your answer better, though. I mean, this was for the 20th anniversary of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So that is, that is the correct answer. The other answer is more <laughs> speculation. It's like we assume that they did DBZ because it's more popular here, probably. But that also makes sense. I mean, it is. At the end of the day, it is. DBZ mm-hmm. is more popular than the first Dragon Ball, even though we always talk about this. The manga is just called Dragon Ball Beginning to End. It all is just one story. It's just the TV version that separates the two, and then other countries like us take the manga and separate them into two where there weren't originally two. Mm-hmm. So, Mary, people have questions, comments, all the good stuff. We just did two quick emails. I got some others, a couple I want to save for Julian. So look forward to those. People have questions and stuff. You can just email us at podcast at diezex.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. So also, if you want to contact us on the social networking front, we've got a Twitter account that's at diezex and a Facebook account that's facebook.com slash diezex. Mary, that brings us to a close for episode 224. Wow. We sure we did a lot of catch up. We did a lot. We had you. News we catch up and some initial thoughts and some emails and lots of releases for July. It is very, very busy times. And Summer is usually pretty brutal for us. For us, but also the show, it seems. 
Yeah. The franchise, rather. <laughs> a lot of stuff going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Next episode, I would like to do the manga review. I forget what volume we're up to, but we're completing the Cell game, I believe. This may be another one where I can't guarantee a Sunday or a Monday release. It might just come when it comes, and that may be the only episode between now and Otakon we're going to be working on the panel for Otakon. But that will result in a podcast episode maybe a video i don't entirely know i'd love to do that but we'll at least have the audio for you and all that good stuff uh after the convention busy times mm-hmm. franchising for us mary thank you thank you uh i guess temple of trunks exists oh yeah right i need to log into that site and make an edit somewhere anyway my site is t-e-m-p-l-e-o-t-r-u-n-k-s.com you can find it there and look at stuff. While you maintain a relic of your internet past, Caster has decided to right. reinvent his site. So Caster Troy, who originally had Ginga Giri Giri, or also Vegeta Insane before that, he's kind of tossing a bunch of his old stuff online, all old music videos, but he's got some new stuff too. So if you want to see what Caster's up to, you can visit him at 3GKai, the number 3GKai.com. He's not a host, but I wanted to plug it anyway because, you know, old people websites Woo-hoo. it was relevant so that leaves me myself and julian we can be found at dies and shoot ex www.daizex.com a lot of great stuff coming your way as always so for julian off in japan from mary over here ta-ta my name is mike vegeto ex we'll see you next episode here on dies and shoot ex Thanks for listening to our podcast this episode and this week. We look forward to enjoying future episodes with you simultaneously together in your ears next time. A lot of apps in the book area. Area.